This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Health and Living with me, Lim Su. And now it's the most wonderful time of the year again as we wind down, we take our holidays and spend some time with family and friends. It's also the time when people typically pause and reflect upon the year that has passed. So on today's show, consultant clinical psychologist Paul Jambunadan joins me for his annual conversation on self-reflection and we want to explore different areas of our lives that would benefit from a little more introspection than usual, hopefully. How are you doing today, Paul? I'm good, thank you. Better by the day. The the reason behind this topic today is because we always talk about these intentions uh, or some kind of reflection towards New Year Mm -hmm. and, you know, all about New Year resolutions and things like that. But... um, this 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 is a very good idea to actually to to start thinking about thinking. Mm. You know, it's good. <laughs> and what is the value of thinking? What is the value of reflecting on what has happened, what has passed in that past year? Well, believe it or not, in a, in a big way, it contributes to your level of health, your mental health, and um, processes of thinking. You you make less mistakes. You actually uh, make more serious and deliberate choices. But the most important factor here is how people bring to the fore things that they are sub- only subconsciously aware of. Mm. They're not always aware of things happening around you. You know, if, if you decide to walk along the beach, you'd hear a whole bunch of, of sounds around you. Mm. But if you decide to actually start focusing or being mindful in that sense about only the sound of, say, seagulls, your brain will then start thinking only about seagulls and it'll it'll find its resting place in terms of seagulls. Now, what happens to us is we mull through life so quickly that we, we forget, ignore, and even forget where we park certain emotions. Like, I'm, I'm upset with you, but it's in passing. Mm. I've you know, let it go for so long, I've parked it somewhere down below. Now, you and I then have an interaction in the office and I start thinking to myself, I say, I wonder why I came across so strong. That's reflecting. I wonder what I tried to achieve. Uh, who did I hurt? No, that is self-reflecting. And it begins to what, filter, mm. purify. Uh, all these things are achieved slowly as you learn to, to self-reflect. Mm. Why is it important to make that distinction between, you know, sort of just subconsciously thinking about it versus actually focusing on that particular issue or emotion that you felt at that time and analysing how it made you feel, how it made you think? First of all, it makes your interaction with the other person far more, I'd say, pure. Mm. Okay, It's a little bit more pure. It's a little bit more thought through. But I think more importantly, it, it makes you a little bit more confident with yourself. You know where your conscious thoughts are coming from. Sorry, your unconscious thoughts are mm. coming from. And you're making them conscious. And you, 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 you begin to be able to define and to change whatever needs to change along the way. People drive around town um, without their reflector mirror. <laughs> okay? I mean, even if they have 10, they never use it. But they drive around town without really looking at the reflector mirror and you're trying to overtake this person and, and you you hear yourself saying, X, Y, Z, this guy doesn't even look in his mirror. 
Now, it's such an important thing for us as human beings. We are an organism that affects 4D mm-hmm. in all directions. And we're so busy looking forward and pedaling forward and driving forward that we forget where we've been, <clears throat> what we've seen. We forget things in the past. Mm-hmm. We forget things that we pass as we drive along. It's crucial for us to to, dis- to be able to identify what you've seen, what where you have been. And um, I think as we go, come towards the end of the year, just, just the calendar year, you have the end of the day, for instance, as well. But it's important for us to actually stop and think about how has the day gone by? Mm. What did I learn from the day? Or uh, what mistakes can I rectify? Or what, what mistakes can I solidify? <laughs> you know, make it worse. Um, yes, it, it's really useful because it begins to allow you it allows you to access your consciousness in a different way, but in silence, without mm. distraction. Um, for those of you who are doing it, who have been doing it for many years and for the professionals, you, you're thinking on the spot. You're asking yourself, why, why, why on the spot? It's, it, put it this way. It's a good way to delve into your subconscious um, and help you become more complete yourself. Mm. Can oneself reflect if you've not done any sort of introspection on who you are what your traits your abilities your values your relationships with the people around you are if I've not done that can I yes, effectively can. reflect on the year that's passed yes you can you can you can start by this very simple phrase how do I feel mm. um, and there are a few more questions that will come to later um, how do I feel why do I feel that or um, when do I feel that? Okay, you, you actually stop and ask yourself these questions. These are prime questions. It's like primary school. Prime questions for the beginning of a self-reflective class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have small groups running here and there mm-hmm. where we meet for a, a cup of coffee or something and we just practice this. We just practice this. They take notes and then they go back. They think about it. They take notes. They come back. They call for another meeting. But yes, it is very easily done. But you also have the alternative where you see a, a therapist and it is structured. Mm. Uh, so we, we guide you through each door. Make sure you don't. there's no door that you're locked behind and you can't come out. Yeah, things like that. Mm. So... Paul, when you when we when you see a therapist, it's structured, right? Like you say, yeah. versus when I'm doing it on my own. Is that something that should be more structured? If I'm just reflecting on myself, no. should I be taking notes, or is it fine to just think about it? It's just like it's just like anybody else who can do it. Anyone else who wants to do it, pick up a piece of paper or a journal. Start a journal. Hmm. Start a journal. Does that, that help? Yeah, it helps in a big way, especially when you go back to the journal to read, hmm. and you are, you probably have more wisdom in the next few days to actually wonder. You know, we need the wisdom to wonder. Hmm. It's not the wisdom to know. Hmm. And that's uh, my quote. Huh? Please uh, make sure <laughs> <laughs> copyrighted. We need the wisdom to wonder the various questions that we that arise in life. And so, um, yes, when you go back, you reflect. You know, after our session now, you're going to get back to your desk. You're going to be thinking and doing other things. And there'll be one one issue that I said that might pop up in your mind. Mm -hmm. That's self-reflection. But are you aware you're doing it? Mm. You've got to do it in a structured way where where you're 
you're in your own zone mm -hmm. and you're thinking now, how did this go? How did it happen? Yes. It, it, in doing so, you're always sharpening your self-conscious sword. It's becoming more and more um, deadly, if you, if you will. However, this sword is double-edged. Huh? Mm. You can be so self-reflective and wrongly so that um, you begin to hurt yourself. Yeah, <clears throat> you destroy yourself hmm. because primarily because of the environment you're brought up in or the, the people around you have been telling you that you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, things mm. like that. So I guess that's the, the common way that, well, I think some of us tend to be very critical of ourselves right, when reflecting. Yeah. So is that that double edge? Yes, that's the double edge. But then the, this, this kind of criticism also comes from the Malaysian style of the working place. <laughs> You know, the competitiveness, the competition. If I don't earn as much as you do, it mm. means I am bad. Mm. You know, it doesn't mean that, that I'm luckier than you, but it means I'm bad. If, if the boss doesn't say good morning to me, it means I am bad. And so, um, yeah, we take a lot of things culturally and we, 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 we add that to our self-definition, which is, which is not, not, not encouraged at all. How do how do I temper that then? Is it a matter of not thinking about it or what to think next after being more critical of myself? So, yeah, well, so I, I say that you've not done a good job. Then you, you start talking to yourself and you say, yeah, I'm stupid, la, you know, mm. this, la, that, that. Well, you can just raise your fist and smack the boss. <laughs> <laughs> you can. No one's stopping you. You'll have to pay a fine for that. But you can beat, beat up your boss if you want to. But if you stop, stop and think about it and say, how did it get to the situation? What can we do about the situation? How do we problem solve the situation? If you do all of that, that's, that's constructive. It becomes constructive reflection. Better still would be, hey, boss. You know, the other day you mentioned something. It, it hit me in a different way. Can we talk about it? Open where, up that channel of communication. Yes, where did it come from? There is no way anybody is going to open up the channel of reflection with other people if they can't talk to themselves. All right. Um, let's go for a quick break now, Paul, and continue this discussion. When we come back on the show with me today is consultant clinical psychologist Paul Jambunathan. And we are talking about the importance of self-reflection at this time of the year. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Paul if this is actually the only time of the year that we should be doing this or should this be a year-long practice. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Healthy Living, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, Lim Su Ann. It is an episode of our Ask a Psychologist series and joining us as usual is Paul Jambunathan, consultant clinical psychologist. We are having a very self-aware conversation about our own self-awareness. We are talking about thinking, talking about reflecting. Um, Paul, we've you've given us a lot of um, examples of how we can go about this in our daily lives. But I want to talk a bit about the time of the year because as I mentioned right at the start, this is the time when everyone starts to think about this a bit more. They start thinking, okay, I should reflect back on the year that's passed. Should people wait until the year end or the start of a new year to actually reflect or is that something that should be done throughout? How, how, how does you, one go what, about what, it? What do you think? How do you, what do you feel? I Well... <clears throat> To be honest, I feel like this is something that we should be doing more regularly, but people struggle to do that. I, feel I struggle to do that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're totally right. This should be done every day, every time, all the time, 
anytime. It should be a default pattern in your mind, not while you're crossing the road or you know something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, but it should be a default uh, idea mm. that if you if you, if you have some time sitting to sit down and watch people go by, and and then if you're thinking about things you've said. I think someone else said, or oh, when you're reading a book and it reminds you of some challenge or mistake mm. or some encounter, then it's an opportunity. But from the minute you, your brain can start processing senses, mm -hmm. okay, it starts processing information. Later, upon delivery and all, it begins to talk and make sense of the world in different ways. So, so we are constantly making sense of the world sensorially, and then multi-sensorially. But where is this entity? This entity is in a situation, in a, in a, a two-person home, three-person home, no home, war zone. So, and then take, take this lifespan a little further, old age, dying, cancer, pain. Now, you, you reflect throughout, but your content is specific around certain areas. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like like now, for instance, um, my dad passed away not long ago, mm -hmm. and so if I have to, if I if, if there's something that's niggling away at me, I kind of tend to migrate to my dad's issue, and I'm spending time there for a little while, and uh, you know I'm thinking about various issues and reflecting. If if I don't come back from that zone, we have a problem. If I'm stuck, so they say fixations happen. Mm. <clears throat> but I come back from the zone and carry on with what I'm doing. So uh, our minds are not just stuck on one matter. It's a very important skill to learn to be mindful mm. about exactly what you're doing. Mindful eating, mindful bl um, um, brushing, all, all kinds of mindfulness. Mm. But the way you reflect is we are reflecting all the time and it's important for us to realize that we are not conscious of it. You are reflecting. You're reflecting right now as I talk. There's one part of the brain listening, another one functioning, something else, someone think, something else thinking, I, on the way out, I must get some goreng pisang. No. <laughs> so the brain is just a beautiful place. Now, so you're right in, in both counts, you know. There are times when we need to focus our, our, our reflections mm. on a funeral. We need to focus on... The, the festive season, we need to focus on a child's exam. Um, yes, so you're right and there's no right and wrong. You're, you're right in both senses of the word. Uh, no season, but there are excuses to increase the intensity for some seasons. Mm. Let's talk about how to self-reflect. I think um, that's something you've touched on and off throughout our conversation so far. I think if we, if I use two examples of if we look at successes and achievements versus challenges or mistakes that you faced along the way, right? Should I be asking myself different questions in these different scenarios? Because on the one hand, you're talking about positive things that happen. On the other hand, things that are negative. I'd, I'd stay away from the positive and negative thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Why? I wouldn't want... To, I don't want to classify it. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it it's something that's happened. Mm. Okay, something has transpired. It's what you make out of it that's going to be negative or positive. I remember a teacher that I was, we were doing some teacher training. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I gave this teacher some plasticine to do. Huh? 
and then asked this 20-odd teachers, okay, make a model of the plasticine. So they all started making models, laughter, and jo- laughter joking, all that, all that stuff. And we were doing the analy- analyzing. One teacher joined me as the panel that makes comments. And this teacher was saying things like, are you so negative? Huh? Are you so funny like yours? Are you this like this? Are you that? Oh, you're so beautiful. Wow, so clever. Are you? Now, all these statements, is go- everyone's perceiving these statements. But what are you going to do with that lump of plasticine now? If, if you take the teacher's what, words to mind, then you're going to have to feel bad about it. You will feel bad about it. But if you are... If you're feeling good about things and you know, proud about this achievement, wow, great. I mean, so it, it all depends on your self-esteem. Mm. Now, one of the ways to develop a positive self-esteem is to beginning to, beginning to identify strengths about yourself, strengths that's uniquely yours, you're proud of it, and no one can take it away from you. They can take away all your clothes, all your money, all your car, but you still got you. But the thing is, if you have what you are, now how do you how do you actually uh, materialize that? How do you actually think about I have me? You know, you can call me anything you want. I have me. I've got self-esteem, not blind, stupid self-esteem, but I have positive self-esteem that's going to keep keep me on my feet and prep me for the next step I'm going to take. Mm. I'm, going to, I'm going to do this course or I'm going to enlist in this or I, I, I want to build something or I just want to do nothing for a little while. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, just a quick jump back. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, I heard one of your programs and uh, some of the broadcasters were saying that they were afraid to scuba dive and, and, and the sea. <laughs> So, <laughs> if you're listening, you know, <laughs> let's do that. Now, increase your self-esteem. Learn to sink. I mean, it's called scuba diving. Mm. It's all about sinking. Learn to sink and have fun underwater. But learning new things, you know, it's, it's such a good way of actually um, building one's self-esteem. Not comparatively. Mm. I don't want to compare with you and say, I know how to scuba dive. You don't know. Does comparison make it worse? Comparison will always make it worse. There is someone always better than you somewhere around the corner, and there is someone who may not be as good as you around the corner. Don't compare. Mm. Is self-reflection necessarily uncomfortable, Paul? Should it be? No. No. <clears throat> self, no not at all. Not at all. Guys, don't be afraid of this word self-reflection. Mm. Um, it's a fantastic ingredient to add to your daily routine, daily life. Uh, you'll you, you'll just become co- more conscious that you're doing it. it. It's it's not a bad thing at all. It it sharpens your your introspective abilities. I'm beginning to be able to look inside and and see how I have contributed to things. <clears throat> and so, um, it's not a bad thing. In certain clinical situations, yes, we will we will explore various aspects of what you have reflected upon, mm-hmm. and break it down, work with it, re- reform it, you know, and make things right. If, say, I have the tendency to dwell on something that I feel like it's a bit negative, is it important to not dwell too long on something that has passed when when reflecting? Okay, the, 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 no, the word I'm going to pick on here is too long. Mm. Now, who decides? Mm. Well, the, the, It's the, subjective. It's very subjective and... It, it becomes a little bit more objective 
when when the word two becomes obvious to people you live with, mm. people you work with. Okay, so now I I let's say I want a, a debate competition, and everyone's happy for me at BFM. Yay, Jumbo! Yeah, well done, Jumbo. Okay, then next week when I come in, I'm expecting the same thing, mm. and then the week after the same thing, and then, hey, these guys I don't appreciate the fact that I'm a champion, man. You know, so tensions develop. So you see how that self-esteem mm. can actually become bitter. Mm. Yes. Um, so the word too long is, yeah, how much how much self-esteem do you want? We'll dose you with a bucket full of it. What comes after self-reflection, Paul? Um, <clears throat> is there something that we should be learning from it? Okay, well, one is in, in itself, it's a good thing. Mm. Learning, learning to think about yourself and think about what you do, how you feel, how you act. That's that's one one easy way to remember it, you know. Um, Self reflection and personality is all about your fat. F A T, how you feel, act, and think. And it doesn't have to be F A T in that order, or T A F, or you know, F T A, or anything like that. But fat stands for how you feel, act, and think. If you can become more and more conscious of why and how and when you feel, act, and think you become a far more conscious person, a far more reflective person, mm. and uh, you, you will feel the benefits of it first. <clears throat> so that's good. Um, it becomes bad when you become critical of other people. Mm. How so? I mean, like, t- take this, the, the psychologists like us, lah. You know, we're always looking in a clinical setting. We are sitting, we're analyzing your words, your the the angle of the dangle of your elbow, and you know, and what you're doing. You know how you're sitting forward, back. It's we're constantly taking as much information in mm. and processing it mm-hmm. to give us a big picture. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be doing that in town. You'd, mm. you'd go bonkers. So you switch off certain parts, switch on certain parts. <clears throat> so learning to switch off in situations is important. You don't want to be walking around with microscopic lenses, you know, in front of everybody's face. But learning to switch off and say, enough is enough is is, is important. And so that applies to when I'm thinking about myself as well, <coughs> switching off. Yeah. Give me an example what, about what you mean by thinking about yourself. So, for example, is there a thing as too much self-reflection? If if I'm just constantly thinking back on you know what I did earlier today, okay. what I did yesterday. If you're musing mm. and you're not moving forward, and you're you're stuck in a place, yes, that's bad. Yeah. But the fact that you've thought about it mm-hmm. and thinking about it is good. <clears throat> so, um, you you I might get a patient who who whose parent might say she's always thinking of the form three results where she didn't do so well. Uh. You know, uh, she only got four A's, and so she's always telling us now, it's two years ago already, and she's still talking about it. Okay, overall, I, for me, that sends a message saying, heck, that exam must have been so important to her. Mm. There's something associated with that exam. She hasn't let it go. Mm. You know, she hasn't made something of it. So that's when it can get bad. Yeah, it'll brew, mm. it'll ferment, then you'll get emotional pus. Mm. What's a healthy way to continue these thoughts and practices of self-reflection throughout the year? You mentioned a bit about journaling earlier, Paul. Yeah, What's yeah. a good semi-structured or structured way of doing this regularly? Well, uh, a good way of doing it is having a, cl- a good group of friends. 
Yeah, having a good trusted group of friends. So not doing it on your own necessarily. Not do, not necessarily doing it on your own, but having a group of friends doesn't mean all four must attend. If not, there's no quorum. <laughs> we don't want that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's not a meeting. It's not a meeting. It's not a meeting. It's sitting down, having a cup of coffee, and then saying, "Hey, I don't know. Yesterday, I must have. I, I think I said something to my wife, and I regretted la. What did you say, la, Jambu? Something I said about a hairstyle, you know. And I think she must have been hurt. The whole idea that I've thought about it, verbalized it, expressed it. And now there is opportunity for feedback from a good good source. I'm happy with it. That's good. Hey, buddy, you better buy some flowers. Lah. You know, or you go and do the same haircut or whatever. But that is, that's that's a social, social group kind mm. of thing. And that works wonders. That's mm. the most common one. Mm. The, the one that's the more technical is when you make an appointment and you, you come and see me and you say, hey, Paul, I've been having anxiety attacks about my... my uh, law exams. Now you're being specific about certain issues, right? Uh, Paul, I don't know whether I'm thinking. There's one guy, one yeah, one patient. I don't know whether I'm thinking, and I said, "Hold on a minute, explain this to me." I I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. I said, "Are you thinking about crossing the road? Did you think about coming here?" Yeah, but nothing else. I don't know what else to think. He's lost that he didn't know how to put structure to his thinking. Mm. And all he needed was a bit more, a little nudge here and a nudge there. The, the third, third one is develop a vocabulary where you can express yourself <clears throat> with people that you can trust. Now, the people you can trust and talk to could be your mama shop guy mm. because you see him every day. You sit and talk to him and all that. I was buying something from the, this famous old mama chap, my friend, and uh, some some person who didn't use the reflecting mirror, reflective mirror in the car, knocked on my car. So I was frustrated. I said, yeah, today actually make it extra sweet. I'm very angry. Why lah? I said, um, you know, I went into Tamil and this, that, and then flew and damaged my car lah. So everything went, went wire. So he was my, he was my therapy, therapist. So I said this to him and said, yeah, there's one guy behind there who will knock it out for you for free. Buy him a meal and he'll knock it out for you. I, I went, I walked up, found this, this nice old man and I felt good because we were laughing and we were joking about it. Now, there's a whole set of emotions that have come in without the old bitterness of being knocked in from the back. I say, so anyone can be. Mm. How much, to what, to what depth, to what length, to how, what kind of content. Uh, you don't want to go around to the mama man and say, listen, I would like to talk to you about my sex life. Mm. He's going to flip. He's going to put salt in your tetare. You can talk to different people about different things. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's what I was trying to say when I digressed myself <laughs> was um, you don't have to have a meeting each mm. time. Same four people, same five people. No, no, no. You've got to have several different people. I guess it's how, Paul, like you have different friends or different groups of friends whom you do different things with. with yeah, yeah, my daughter taught me that whole concept. You know? <laughs> I said, you've got so many friends. <laughs> you know, this one is the badminton group of friends. This, mm-hmm. one, is, this one is the diving group of friends. Me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're inside also. <laughs> you know? And yes, you're right. Mm. But And with that, with that what definition of each group, 
you're also um, you're developing a curriculum that that group will follow. Mm. You're right. Nicely put. There are a lot of, you know, we've, we've spoken a lot about why reflect, Paul, but there are also a lot of refrains about how the unexamined life is a life not worth living. But I guess, to be honest, not every, I mean, I've admitted to this earlier, you don't always have the time, you don't always have the capacity to do this consistently, maybe you haven't gotten into the habit of it yet. Is it so detrimental to not reflect, to not be self-aware? I, I believe that we're reflecting all the time. Mm. <clears throat> it's whether we're aware that we're reflecting or not. Yeah. And the more conscious you become of it, and the more you want to make it a tool for yourself, mm-hmm. um, then it, it, that, 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 that is a measure of how, um, how intently you're taking it. Um, we're all breathing now. We don't think about it. Mm. it. It is a normal process for you to interact with your world, your environment. And you're always, things are always happening around you, and they're always, they're always changing. Mm. Uh, now, whenever I've come in here to the studio to have a chat, it is Shawik or somebody else doing the show, and I've never had to sit in front of you. Mm. But even as I speak with you, mm-hmm. it, I'm thinking, this is a new face. Yeah, it's Sue Ann. I must remember that the name I use is Sue Ann. You're constantly thinking, man. And then she's wearing a purple sweater. Yeah, all the, mm. we're constantly thinking and, and processing. It, you're processing information, and the more you can do it deliberately and by choice. Mm. And then uh, I hear I hear thunder in the distance, and even when I'm talking to you, I'm, I might be thinking, "Hi, yeah, I don't hope I hope I don't get caught in the rain." Mm. So you're, we're constantly re, no no things are happening to us, but we're not reflecting on it. Mm. Here, I mean, talking to Sue Ann and thinking of a thunderstorm, this is very, very bad of me, man. Let me switch off that department. And then that's how you consciously play with your mind. It's very therapeutic when you can do that. Hmm. What will be your takeaway message, Paul? And I know earlier you also wanted to talk about the use of a self-aware wheel. Yes, I did mention something about the self-aware wheel. Um, it was introduced to me by a very famous... Famous clinical psychologist and psychoanalyst, my professor, God bless his soul, Jay Bernbrauer. Now, as a starter kit, he was teaching this group of clinicians, clinicians to be, how to start developing self-awareness. And uh, this is what I want to share with you guys. I've shared it with many people during my various talks, but more can benefit this time around. Imagine a wheel, a pizza. Imagine a pizza. Cut the pizza into five pieces. In the middle, <laughs> draw a tiny little circle and it's, put the word I, as in you, Saya. Now, the first, quad, the first uh, triangle, please write the word I sense. I sense. Then write the word at three o'clock, around the three o'clock pi, write I think. The 4.30 pi, I feel. The 7.30 pi, I want. The 9 o'clock pi, I do. Now, you see, you've got this, this wheel now. It's developed, scientific, tested scientifically and, you know, been through the rigors of research. And it's been around for years, okay? Mm-hmm. And in a situation, if you can stop and say, I sense, I think, I feel... I want, what am I doing? I do. 
about an issue or about yourself. That's all this wheel is asking. Carry this wheel. I mean, those days we had to make it out of cardboard. Now you can take a picture and put it on your phone. Mm -hmm. But at any time, if you've got five minutes to spare, just open up this, this, this little picture and look at it and say, what am I sensing now? What, what am I thinking now? What am I feeling now? What do I want now? Why even? Throw in a why. Make your sixth pie. pie. Why am I feeling this? Mm. And if you constantly think of this, you're becoming more in touch with your feelings and your processes, and you can then modulate them. You can say, I want to be more angry, or I don't want to be so angry. You know, you can actually change the modulation, and that changes the outcome. Mm. Yeah, so please, I, I seriously hope that you will have as much fun reflecting with regard to all your multisensorial um, new adventures and adventures you've had. Your, your New Year resolution, yeah, it's based on yesterday, day before, the day before that too. But you can also think forward by all means. But, you know, I really want some of you to start thinking about now and tomorrow, mm. you know, what I can change today, what I can change tomorrow, you know, things like that. So that's it, my friends. Um, I'd, I'd leave that with you. <coughs> um, please don't forget, we are all fat. We are feeling, acting and thinking. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all our listeners and to you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've been speaking to consultant clinical psychologist Paul Jambunathan for our monthly Ask a Psychologist series. And we've been talking about the importance of doing some self-reflection. I'm Lim Suen and this has been Health the Living, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.